Warning, the following podcast contains violent scenes that may be unsettling to some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. In 1987, four childhood friends were reunited after 10 years to investigate the murder of a mentor they all shared. During this time, they unlocked the deep secrets of the past and found themselves exposed to the darkness that surrounded them. Soon it became more than a fight for justice. And instead, it became a fight against the ultimate evil. Six months later, in the winter of 1988, bonded by their knowledge of the dark unknown, they have decided to no longer be the victim. Now they seek out the deep roots of satanic corruption that hides in the shadows of society, all the while trying to mentor a new companion, seeking justice for the death of his cousin. Institutionalized is the second story arc in the Chronicles of Darkness first edition story, The Ultimate Evil, set in Bismarck, North Dakota in 1988. Join us in this tale of satanic horror with Wayne, played by Adam, Che, played by Andrew, Alex, played by Mitch, Michael, played by Slavic, and the newcomer Derek, played by Tillman. If you'd like to contact us, you can find us on Twitter at twin underscore cities underscore VTM, and on Facebook and Discord at Twin Cities by Night. If you'd like to help support the podcast, you can find us on Patreon at Twin Cities by Night. We hope you enjoy. Alex, you had opened the door and you're in the, this is like 4A almost, you, but you get the sense it's like this home or this former home had been renovated to like just serve a purpose of like the security guards to have like a place to where they can call their central location that's separate from the dormitory separate from like the normal working office and so this little foray has like a coat rack and you see that there's like a couple of like safety belts you know like the fluorescent belts people wear during like traffic accidents and stuff like that you see that there's a couple coats like the school issued security jackets that they're supposed to wear if they go out and they do checks you see there's a little mud bench you know those benches where people could sit and take off their boots that they want to so that they don't get mud and slosh and everything on the floor when you see the floor is actually hardwood like real hardwood floor and you look forward and you pat walk if you walk past the foray you see that there's like a dining room and in the dining room there's like this old dining room table and you see in the middle they have like you remember they still have them like the 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 tubs of like coffee creamer and the little like it's like oval shape that they used to have like parmesan cheese for where you could sprinkle it on but instead it holds like coffee creamer and it holds like sugar and there's like some styrofoam cups there and there's like some of the stirs that they have and they have like a little coffee pot that you know is plugged into the wall but where people can make and there's like a Folgers can there and then there's an empty Folgers can with the top cut up the slit cut on the top to where people can contribute to the coffee fund and you even see like a piece of paper like says coffee fund that's like you know written on and taped on there you can see in this dining room there's also like wall lockers almost like metal wall lockers that are along the wall there and you turn to the right of this dining room table and you see that there is like a little kitchen area that where people can go you know like make me has like a microwave and a stove and a fridge but it's rather small and then you look past the kitchen area and you see that there is uh looks like it's probably like a living room you see like there's a couch and like a tv on there but it's not like decorated it's very sparse just for someone to sit there and watch tv if they're on their break and then you look straight uh like past before you could turn to the kitchen and there's like a door which you assume is either a back door or might lead to a garage or something to that extent and you feel warm the warmth is the the heat is on in here so it's like kind of is like a stark change from the weather but you actually i don't know can you feel 
the temperature now or is there adrenaline pumping like what's going on in your head right now there is so much adrenaline pumping through his veins it's not even funny right now he's just going to be frantically looking for a gun a knife well a bigger knife than the one he actually carries but a gun preferably so you go up or a to gas the- can and a book of matches gas can or a book of matches so you go you know, you're frantically like searching around. You go to these wall lockers and you like try to open them and they're like they're not open, they're locked. But then you look down at these keys and you like see like it says, oh, wall locker one, wall locker two, wall locker three. And you're able to open one up and you open it up and you see that there are like looks like hunting rifles that are kind of long, like on the bottom. And then there's like shells that are on top, like boxes of shells. Like there's a little, you know, like a shelf in there. And you open the second one and there's like a shot, couple shotguns. And then there's like, but the rounds are like, you know, like hunting shotguns, <clears throat> excuse me. And they're like, have like, you know, their shotgun shells that are on the top. And then when you open the third one, <clears throat> there's like, there's like cold weather gear, like, like snow pants, like thick snow pants, uh, boots, flashlight, stuff like that. But there's that door that leads out. You don't know if it goes to the garage or what it may go to. All right. I'm going to grab a rifle and a box of the ammo. And I'm going to start loading it up. All right. And is there a window nearby? Um, there's a window in the living room. Uh, when you look out the window, of the living room, you see it go faces south towards the entrance that you uh, go south towards the entrance that like you came into, you know, faces away from the barn. And then you're like, go back towards into the dining room, like back to in the kitchen and the dining room. And you see that there's steps that are like, kind of like you weren't able to see before that are kind of by that door that either leads outside or to a garage that go up. And you figure that you kind of like look up the steps and you figure there might be like old bedrooms up there or something like that. And there may be more windows up there. All right. I'm going to walk through the house as I'm loading this. I'm going to have a nice big pocket full of ammo. Yeah. And I'm going to go upstairs. I'm going to check the windows to see if any of them can give me a view of the barn or what's going on inside the barn. For sure. So you start walking up the steps and these steps are like old steps. You know, you can't go. Yeah. As you like, kind of like step up them, and then you get to the top of the steps, and you start walking along this hallway. And you know that shifting that old homes have when you walk on like the hallways that are upstairs. You can kind of like feel that like slight like little shifting, and you see that there's a door on the left and on the right, and then straight ahead. And you open the one on the left, and you look through, and it looks like there's like just a sparse bed there, and there's like a little desk there, like for someone to crash that they wanted to crash there. And you look out the window, and you see you're looking towards the west. And when you look towards the west, that's not facing the barn because the barn, you're guessing, is like north. But when you're looking west, you see like those old cattle pens, that the cow pens that you saw when you were sneaking around the day before, where they're like, you know, at one time there used to probably be cows there that were to get milk. So you walk out that room and you, you kind of do the math in your head and you're like, okay, if I go in the room across from there and look across, it's going to face towards the parking lot. And so you kind of like, you know, facing that direction, the east direction. So when you go there and you open the door and you see the same kind of like sparse room, you look out and you see like bright flashes and you are actually able to hear like pop, 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 pop coming from like the parking lot there. And you're trying to like make out exactly just with your you know normal eyesight what you, you know, but you can't really see because the snow is kind of like, you know, flurrying by and the wind's kind of blowing by. I mean, but there's a way you can look. I don't want to tell you that, you know, you can, but you could always, you got the scope of this rifle with you that you can kind of like look through because it's a hunting rifle. It's not like an AR or anything like that. Yeah. I'm more concerned with getting over to the uh... other end. Okay. So you go yeah. out the room and you go and you walk down the hallway to the other end and you pop 
uh, open the door. And this looks like at one time it probably was like a master bedroom, but now it has like boxes of like, just like stuff that's probably been, you know, and, and that's in, um, moving boxes that's probably like this became a storage area almost you know you, you see like piles of old textbooks and just random dust you know that's everywhere and trinkets you're kind of like making your way through the clutter and you look out the window and you're actually able to see down at the barn and there's a moment where you're looking at this barn and you see that like the front door you can see the side you can see the south side of it which is the long side of it but you can see the east side of the barn which is like the entrance which is where the, the doors opened up and you saw them bring Wayne like the big doors opened up and you saw the kids come out after they brought Wayne in and there's a moment while you're looking down at this barn and you start feeling this prickle alongside your neck and it's almost like this weird tingling anxious feeling and it kind of goes down your shoulders and you feel like your your hands start feeling like they're going to sleep almost and you're looking down there and you just feel like you're throat tighten up a little bit and you feel sweat starting to bead along with that adrenaline and you have that impending feeling that you felt when you were here last time like like oh my god like am i gonna see something and almost like kind of like starts creeping up on you but there's a second where it's like almost gets to that brink like an orgasm but like the opposite of it like one that's fear induced and one whose result instead of bringing you ultimate gratification and pleasure will bring you down into a panic vision that you don't feel like you could come back from but you're able to like swallow and you realize that okay something's happening in there and and you you know that it's tied to how you felt before and it's like this accumulation and you start you, you, that sense. And I don't want to say it in game terms, like the, 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 you know, the merits that you have, but you definitely feel that like, that is the den of something. There's like the, there, there's accumulation of, of, of feelings and power and force. And it almost reminds you. And it's very close to starting to remind you of what you witnessed like seven months ago uh, with these very same friends, minus one. What's going on in your head right now? Got to burn it down. Going to burn it down, burn it to the ground, salt the earth, kill everyone except Wayne. <laughs> kill everyone except Wayne. I like that. Let's switch to Mike and Derek. Mike and Derek, you guys are at the parking lot right now. Mike just put this round in this kid's head. You walk around for a second slowly, Derek, and you see the side of your tire and you can't make it out clearly, but you definitely can see Mike looking down and you see like smoke coming from the barrel of his weapon as he's holding it with both hands. Go ahead. Scenes on you guys. Mike's going to kick the dead kid away and he's going to move towards the car. I assume Derek is like slumped against the car uh, in a way and he's trying to like steady his shaky legs. And he yells out to Mike, where are the other two? We need a car. This one, they busted I mean, all the tires. Oh, fuck. Let me have you both give a wits and composure. I really wish there was like something like notice shit and something else rather than wits and composure. But let me have you guys give yeah, both the wits and composure. That's true. Wits and composure covers a lot of stuff here. One success for Mike. Two for me. So you... Derek, as you're like talking to him, you're looking around because you say something about seeing the people, you know, and you look towards the west side. Sorry. You look towards the west side. Pulling up my nifty little map I have here. Apologize. You look towards the west side and you see like bright light coming from the area of the barn. Like you see like the doors have been open and you see there's light that's coming from there. But again, with the wind and the snow and that howling and you can make 
like you can see that figures are going in there, but you can see like the silhouette of them, but on top of them is like light. So, you know, they're going into like the main entrance of the barn and there's a lot of light in there and then it sticks out because it's dark, you know, and it's like the, it's snowy and everything. And there's a moment you see that and then you kind of catch out of the corner of your eye coming from like this like house almost, you see like a silhouette. Like that's on the top floor window. That's like kind of like you don't know if it's looking at you or looking at what, but it like stands out compared to like these figures that are slowly walking toward not slowly, but they're walking towards the barn there at this moment. And you're almost like kind of thinking that maybe the wind helped you cover up the gunshots, you know, with whatever is going on in the barn or whatever may have helped you at this point because no one has like really seemed to notice that you guys are there at the moment, right. So Derek noticed that not Mike. Yeah. Since he got two successes. So Mike's just like looking down at the ground right now, you know, at the kid, he just kicked off. Sorry. I was actually distracted a little bit. <laughs> Do you need me to say it again? Yeah, please. So you see, as you're looking towards the, okay, let me rewind that. <clears throat> you say like, where are the other two? Like you talked to him and you're looking around to see if you notice anything and you see the barn area that you drove, you know, you drove past when you came into the parking lot and you see that, it looks like the front entrance of the barn, like the barn doors are open and you see silhouette of people walking into it. You can't make out what they're wearing. You can't make out whatever. You just see dark shapes of walking towards it because there's a bright light that's coming from within the barn and you could make it out through the snow. Mind you, it's snowing or whatever, but you can see like the light there and you can see that people are walking through the storm to go to the barn and it stands out because it's like this bright light. But then you also notice out of the corner of your eye and you look, there seems to be like an older home or something to that extent that's not too far from the barn and you see a silhouette of someone that's like looking from a window you know like towards the barn because there's light coming from behind it like stands out you know just because you're hyper vigilant you're still in that hyper vigilant fear induced adrenaline rush kind of state of mind yeah so do i get the feeling that like the the children are moving towards the barn and maybe that the figure in the house is trying to like retreat you're getting the the, the like, do I get the feeling that there are two distinct groups? Yes, you're getting the feeling okay. that the, there's people walking towards the barn. The children are, but there's a figure watching them from the barn, not retreating, but like observing them, you know, or observing the barn. Or you can't like you. It's really hard to see, but you just kind of like note because it's a bright source that's coming from there, and you're like, okay, you don't see who it is. You can't tell who it is or anything to that extent. I pointed out to Mike, the house there over there. Someone is in the window. You think we should check it out? Yeah, yeah, I think it might be one of the guys, or maybe, I don't know, at least uh, they don't seem to be involved with whatever is going on in the barn. Okay, let's take a look then. Do you think they, they're pulling Wayne for some ritualistic bullshit into that barn over there? I don't think you guys saw Wayne. You didn't see yeah, Wayne. We no, don't, know. You don't yeah, know. Yeah, exactly. Him. That's why I'm asking, like, uh, Derek is jumping to conclusions. Oh. I don't know, man. Maybe he's in that in that building you saw. So you check it out. Okay, you're gonna start making your way there. I'm gonna have you guys do a dexterity and stealth roll, please, while going heading towards there. I'll give you plus two because of the storm. Three successes for Mike. Mike's in ninja mode. (laughs) (laughs) I fall over and uh, hurt. What did you botch? No, no, I rolled zero. Oh, okay. So you guys are walking across the you got across the road to get to the house right and mike you're kind of stepping gingerly especially when you get to the road you're like being extra careful and there's a moment where you make it across the road and derek is following and derek you your boot catches some ice like the heel of it it doesn't get that traction 
And there's a moment where like your, your heel comes out from underneath you and you kind of almost like fall on like completely, but you like fall on your butt, but you're like knees still up. If that makes sense. Like your leg came out from underneath you and you like land on your palms, you know, and your what your, your gun, like kind of flew out from underneath your hand and kind of like went into the snow. So you're like sitting there like shit, shit. You're trying to look and you can't quite see where your gun went to, but you're like sitting there and your hands are, you know, cold from being on the ground with the snow and everything like that. What are you guys doing? I think I crawl around the floor to look for my gun. Is it like hidden in the snow? Yeah. Because I need that. <laughs> so, Mike, you get across the road and you turn, you look, you see Derek slip, and then you see. And so, I'm going to have you do this guy be investigate, right? Yeah. So, I'm going to have you do uh, uh, percept, but what's an investigate, please? Uh, please don't. That means I have zero dice. Oh, how about uh, <laughs> perception and investigation? No, I don't have investigation. Oh, you don't? Okay. Let's do what's the composure then? Fuck it. Uh, you can give me a negative if you want. But... Yeah, I'll give you a negative uh, one. Let's do that. Yeah, I got a two successes this time. So your like hands are like getting cold, like digging through the snow, and you're like kind of like I don't know, I don't want to say panicking, but you're like shit. You're like in the middle of this like snow thing, digging around and everything, and your hand comes across like a shape. You know when you have you ever tried to like find anything in the snow? You're like moving it, softness to stop, and then you like kind of feel something that tense, and you pull it out, and it's like you're you see your gun there. It has like snow compacted, like where the trigger's at. So you're having to like use your fingers to like kind of get the snow out of there, and you're able to like get it in your hands, but your hands are starting to like you know get freeze and numb a little bit from like finding it out there. Um, Alex, I'm going to have you do a perception or a, a what's in composure roll too, please. Two there. successes. Two successes. All right. So you're looking out and you're like, shit. And you, you get that feeling and you look to your right and down and you see like two figures crossing the street and you see like one gets across the street and another like slips and kind of like falls on his butt almost and it starts digging around the snow and you like move your scope a little bit to look and you realize that it's Derek digging through the snow and you see Mike is trying to like move stealthily towards the house. We'll go ahead and cut to Wayne. You close your eyes and you feel like they sting, but it's really hard to focus on like even the uncomfortableness of your eyes right now because everything's starting to be really cold. Everything's starting to feel tingly. It's really hard for you to keep your train of thought. You kind of have an idea of maybe what they just did to you. And you're kind of like doing that anticipatory like shit. When is this going to hit me? You know, am I going to like, am I feeling it now? How's this going to take me? You're like, even start maybe like in your head, like happy thoughts, happy thoughts, you know, like kind of what you did the first time that you did acid. Were you big into acid at all in your younger days, Wayne, or were you more of a weed guy? He was a dabbler. He's definitely more of a weed guy, but he was an occasional dabbler, maybe for like a, you know, to go to a rush concert or something like that, but not never like this, never Never what, in the eyeballs. Well, well, yeah. What was his experiences like on LSD before? Were they like just kind of normal run the mill? You know, I mean, you didn't get strong LSD in Bismarck, I assume, but did he have bad trips or anything like due to the past trauma he experienced and just wasn't aware of why he was or did, were they okay or? Uh, probably okay for the most part. Maybe some some bad times mixed in, but not really yeah. anything. Very recreational. But at the same time, you know, he just, he only dabbled with just like a little bit and never cheap North Dakota, like type acid. Yeah. That probably isn't like the kind that kids used in California or whatever. And so while you're sitting there processing these thoughts with your eyes closed, you like feel you're being lifted. You're feeling a weightlessness. And you're like, I just felt this, like what everything's confusing you. And this is not even factoring in the LSD. It's just your, your physical state right now, your lack of bodily fluids, you're like dehydrated, your lack of blood. 
but you feel like you're being lifted and you feel like you're being held under your armpits or something. And you open your eyes and you're like, trying to like, what am I like? Am I standing? And you're like trying to look down and you see your feet and like, you see like your boots that you're wearing. And they're like, you're like, you feel like you're off the ground and you're looking at your feet and you're, you're like, your heels are resting on something wooden, but you're looking and you're like, there's people looking up at you. Like there's all this a sea of like blue shirts and khaki pants that are looking up at you. And you're like, what the fuck? And then all of a sudden you feel something like, like a, a tightness or like a, um, a dull throbbing all of a sudden come from your hand it like vibrates up your shoulder and it like kind of like vibrates and you're like, look over to your right. And you look at your hand and you see that there's like a ladder or something. And someone's on the ladder and they're hammering into your palm. And you're kind of like seeing you're feeling like wood or something on the back of your hand. And then all of a sudden you feel like feel that vibration on the left. Again, you look and you see that your hand is being hammered into some wood again and you're not quite sure what's going on. And then all of a sudden you're looking down and you realize when the pain starts catching up to you that you're being crucified and you see these people that are looking up at you. Like the ultimate evil, Servitude is a game that focuses on the worms of the supernatural society, mortals and ghouls. This miniseries takes place in the winter of 1988 in the Twin Cities of Minnesota. Three ghouls are tasked by their betters to find another ghoul, but end up uncovering a deep darkness.